Tobago, son and daughter of the soil. God Jordan and Lenora Jordan. We come to give God praise to lift up his holy name. Because he said in his word, if he be lifted up, he will draw souls to him. So here we are to lift up his holy name. That soul be saved. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah to the king.
So it's another day again, and um, glory to God for being here once again. Today, I'll be closing off on the seven day Sabbath topic, and next week, I'll be starting a new topic, right? Um, so all scriptures will be taken from the King James Version, and uh, the segment today is going to be a little longer than it normally is and i'm not going to rush it but i'll actually take my time in actually going through the discussions so the topic today is when was the seventh day sabbath first given to any man as an ordinance to be kept now we are often told by our sabbath keeping friends that the seventh day sabbath was first given to man as an ordinance to be kept in the garden of eden and to justify their heretical position they cite the biblical reference of genesis chapter 2 from verse 2 to 3 which states and on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work, which God created and made. Now, this text is falsely reinterpreted to mean that God instructed man to keep the sabbath in the garden of eden when such was not the case now brethren can any honest minded individual claim that genesis chapter 2 verses 2 to 3 text represents the giving of the sabbath ordinance to man that could never be for it does not now one could not honestly arrive at such a conclusion so on the other hand it must be clear to all sincere seekers of the truth that genesis chapter 2 verse 2 to 3 which i just read that text is a declaration of what god did as a result of the culmination of his creative accomplishments. So, this being so, Genesis chapter 2, from verses 2 to 3, can never be considered to be an instruction given to man. Instead, that Genesis chapter 2, from verses 2 to 3 text, must be seen for what it is even as information given to man informing us of what god himself did rather than what he instructed or expected us to do now brethren and listening friends the fact that genesis chapter 2 from verses 2 to 3 was not an instruction given to man 
is further established once one considers the fact that more than 2,500 years elapsed before any reference was again made of the seventh day. Now, this is very significant, right? Especially when one considers the fact that Enoch, the first man who was translated, a man whom the Bible described as one that walked with God, never kept nor preached about the Sabbath. For confirmation, read Genesis chapter 5 from verses 21 to 24 and Jude chapter 1 from verses 14 to 15. Now, Noah, a preacher of righteousness, whose family alone escaped the global judgment of his day, never once mentioned the Sabbath, although he preached for some 100 years. Or shall we consider Job a perfect and upright man? According to God's estimation, Job chapter 1, verses 1 and 8, being totally silent on the Sabbath question, although the book of Job details comprehensively the religious manners and customs of his day. Brethren, the truth of the matter is this. The seventh-day Sabbath commandment was never given to Adam and Eve as an ordinance to be kept in the Garden of Eden. Neither was it given to any man as an ordinance to be kept until it was first given to the children of Israel after they were delivered from Egyptian bondage. For confirmation, please read Exodus chapter 16 verses 23 to 29. Now, the fact that the Sabbath was not given to any man as an ordinance to be kept before it was first given to the children of Israel after they left Egypt is clearly established by Moses' declaration that preambles the said covenant that contains the Sabbath commandment. Now, the following scriptures clearly outlines, right? The Lord our God made a covenant with us in Horeb, Sinai. The Lord made not the covenant with our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That is taken from Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 8. But with us, even us who are all of us here alive this day, which is Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 2 to 3. Please read Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 8 to understand our fathers. Now, this declaration, brethren, plainly states that the covenant which God made with the children of Israel in Horeb, Mount Sinai, which covenant is clearly detailed in Deuteronomy chapter 5, from verses 6 to 21 and referred to in Deuteronomy chapter 4 verses 13 Deuteronomy chapter 9 
verses 9 and 11. Exodus chapter 34, verses 27 to 28. Or 1 Kings chapter 8, verses 9 and 21 was not given to Israel's forefathers. That is, to Abraham, Isaac, nor Jacob, but to the company of Israelites, which Moses led out of Egyptian bondage. Now this fact, I repeat, is plainly stated in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 1 to 3. Now, without a doubt, this Deuteronomy chapter 5 verses 1 to 3 text provides us with undeniable biblical evidence that the seventh-day Sabbath and indeed the first covenant, even the Ten Commandments, were not given to Abraham, Isaac, nor Jacob, according to Moses' testimony recorded in Deuteronomy chapter 5 verses 1 to 3 and 6 to 22. So, because of this biblical fact, we know beyond the shadow of a doubt that neither the seven-day Sabbath nor the Ten Commandments were ever given to any man as an ordinance to be kept before they were given to the children of Israel after they left Egypt under Moses' leadership and dwelt in the wilderness of Sin and Sinai. For confirmation, please read for yourselves Exodus chapter 16, verses 1 to 29, and Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 1 to 3, and 6 to 21 carefully. I repeat the scriptures again. Exodus chapter 16, from verses 1 to 29 and Deuteronomy chapter 5 verses 1 to 3 and 6 to 21. Please read carefully and be convinced that it is verily so. Brethren, let us now consider the testimony of another writer of the Bible to see whether Moses made a mistake with respect to the time when the Sabbath was first given to man as an ordinance to be kept. For this exercise, we now turn to the book of Nehemiah, a Jewish reformer, who recounts the history of the children of Israel from the period of their forefather Abraham's departure from Ur of the Chaldees to their sojourn in and departure from the land of Egypt. Now, notice this. In, ne in Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 11, records Israel's departure from Egypt, while verse 12 summarizes their sojourn in the wilderness where God gave them the first covenant, even the Ten Commandments, of which the Sabbath commandment is an integral part. Now, what is significant in Nehemiah's record is the fact that he emphatically states that it was in the wilderness of Sinai that God made his Sabbath known to the children of Israel. So, 
The following quote surely highlights this fact, right? Thou camest down also upon Monk Senai, and speakest with them from heaven, and gavest them right judgments, and true laws, good statutes, and commandments, and madest known unto them thy holy Sabbath, and commandest them precepts, statutes, and laws by the hand of Moses thy servant. That is taken from Nehemiah chapter 9, verses 13 to 14. So brethren, please notice that the word of God makes it abundantly clear that it was in the wilderness of Sinai and not in the garden of Eden that God made known his holy Sabbath to man as an ordinance to be kept. So based on what we just read, it is evident that the Jewish reformer, Nehemiah, agrees with Moses' evidence of Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 1 to 3, that the first covenant of which the Sabbath is an integral part was given to the Israelites only after they were delivered from Egyptian bondage. So please read Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 1 to 3, and 6 to 22 for yourselves and was not even given to israel's forefathers abraham isaac nor jacob for that matter now this nehemiah chapter 9 verses 13 to 14 text proves beyond the shadow of a doubt that the sabbath was not given to anyone as an ordinance to be kept before it was first given to the Israelites under Moses' leadership after they left Egypt. So on this point, Moses and Nehemiah undoubtedly agree on this issue under review. So there's another writer of the Hebrew Bible who supports the fact that the Sabbath was not given to any man as an ordinance to be kept before it was first given to the children of Israel in the wilderness of Sinai. So in this regard, we're going to turn to the book of Ezekiel, which is very instructive indeed. So in chapter 20, verse 8, we find a brief history of Israel's sojourn in the land of Egypt. Then notice, if you will, that verse 9 indicates that God took the Israelites out of the land of Egypt. Now verses 10 to 11 inform us that God brought the children of Israel in the wilderness unto himself where he gave them his statutes and judgments, even his laws. Now, because God knew of the problems which his New Testament church would have had with regard to the Sabbath question, he took special care to inform us concerning the time when the Sabbath was given. Accordingly, verse 12 emphatically states, Moreover, also I gave them my Sabbaths to be assigned between me and them, 
that they might know that I am the Lord that sanctified them. That is taken from Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 12. Now, brethren, where did the giving of the Sabbaths of Jehovah take place? So according to the information God gave to Ezekiel, the Sabbaths, the seven-day Sabbath included, were given to the children of Israel in the wilderness after they were delivered from Egyptian bondage. Confirmation can be taken by reading Ezekiel chapter 20 from verses 8 to 12. And also Ezekiel chapter 20 verse 20. So brethren and Sabbath keeping friends, after careful consideration of the testimonies of Moses, Nehemiah, and Ezekiel, we must conclude that the seven-day Sabbath was never given to any man as an ordinance to be kept before it was first given to the children of Israel after they were delivered from Egyptian bondage. It was never given before as our Sabbath-keeping friends believe and teach. This fact, I repeat, finds biblical support in the following text. Please read for yourselves Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 1 to 3, 6 to 22, Nehemiah chapter 9, verses 7 to 14, and Ezekiel chapter 20, verses 7 to 12, and verse 20. Now, to be absolutely sure, brethren and Sabbath keeping friends, there is not one single biblical text which can be cited to contradict the above stated position. Not even the reference of Genesis chapter 2 verses 2 to 3. For that text was not an instruction given to man. Instead, it should be seen for what it really is. Even as information given to man informing us of what God himself did in commemoration of the culmination of his work at the end of creation week. Read Genesis chapter 2 verses 1 to 3 for yourselves. Now, because God knew that the children of Israel would not have accepted Jesus, the giver of the true rest of God, he gave them the Sabbath covenant as a sign to keep alive their hope of the true rest which Christ alone can give. So because of this fact, he inspired Moses to write the following reminder. Ye shall keep the Sabbath there, therefore, for it is holy unto you. Everyone that defileth it shall be put to death. For whosoever doeth any work therein, that so shall be cut off from among his people. Wherefore the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations for a perpetual covenant. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made the heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. That is taken from Exodus chapter 31 verses 14 
and 16 to 17. So that text, those scriptures that I just read, leaves no doubt whatsoever that the seventh day Sabbath is but an everlasting covenantal sign between God and the children of Israel. And because it was God's divine intention to use the seven-day Sabbath as well as all the other Sabbaths as a covenantal sign, read Exodus chapter 31 verse 13, Ezekiel chapter 20 verses 12 and verse 20 for yourselves, you will see between himself and his earthly bride, Israel, Read Isaiah chapter 54 from verses 48. No mention was ever made of the seventh day for more than 2,000 years from the day that it was first mentioned as the day on which God himself, not Adam nor Eve, ended his work and rested in commemoration of his having completed the restoration of his old creation of planet Earth. Read Genesis chapter 2, verses 2 to 3 for yourselves. Until it was given to the children of Israel after they were delivered from Egyptian bondage. So this can be confirmed by reading Exodus chapter 16, verses 23 to 29. So this more than 2,000 years of seven days silence from Adam's creation until the children of Israel left Egypt takes on an even greater significance when one considers the fact that neither Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, nor Jacob was a Sabbath keeper. Now, this fact is put beyond question in one's mind once one looks at Galatians chapter 3, verse 17, which states unambiguously that the law was instituted some 430 years after God's covenantal promise was made to Abraham and so could not negate any benefit of that promise which was previously made to him. So this position finds textual ventilation in Moses' writings. For Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 1 to 3 states emphatically that the first covenant even the 10 commandments recorded in Deuteronomy chapter 5 verses 6 to 21 was not made with Israel's forefathers namely Abraham Isaac and Jacob but with Moses and those who came out of Egyptian bondage with him so this fact should end all arguments concerning the time in which the Sabbath was first given to man as an ordinance to be kept. But what I've realized, it has not, despite the abundance of available evidence. So Sabbath keepers, you would no doubt reason if the Sabbath was not given to any man as an ordinance to be kept before it was first given to the children of Israel after they left Egypt, which was some 430 years after Abraham. Read Galatians chapter 3, verse 17, 
compare with Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 1 to 3, 6 to 21. And you will see how could God have said in Exodus chapter 20, verse 8, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. So my dear Sabbath keeping friends, the answer to this question follows. The reason for the remember in Exodus chapter 20, verse 8, can be traced to the fact that God had previously given Israel the Sabbath sign. A few weeks before he told them, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. So this fact can be verified by reading Exodus chapter 16 from verses 1 to 23, which let us know that God first introduced the Sabbath ordinance to the Israelites in the second month after their departure from the land of Egypt, at which time the Sabbath was broken. So read Exodus chapter 16 verses 1 to 5 and 23 to 29 for yourselves. On the other hand, he gave them the Ten Commandments after the third month following their departure from Egypt because of this time sequence and the fact this was broken when it was first given. They remember in Exodus chapter 20 verse 8 is perfectly in order. So, proof of what I just said pertaining to the time sequence can be gleaned by comparing Exodus chapter 16 verses 1 to 2, 23 to 9 with Exodus chapter 19 verses 1 to 5 and Exodus chapter 20 verses 1 to 20. So the following highlights, and they took their journey from Elim on the 15th day of the second month after their departure out of the land of Egypt. That is taken from Exodus chapter 16, verse 1. And Moses said, Eat that today, for today is a Sabbath unto the Lord. Today ye shall not find it in the field. That's Exodus chapter 6, verse 25. And it came to pass, that there went out some of the people on the seventh day for together, and they found none. That's Exodus chapter 16, verse 27. Then, a few weeks later when the Ten Commandments were given, God reminded Israel of the importance to him of the strict observance and adherence to the Sabbath commandments by the following words. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, which is taken from Exodus chapter 20, verse 8. Now I know you would no doubt conclude that the explanation that I just made adequately answers the remember issue. But you may quite rightly reason that it does not address the other concern in the passage, that of the linkage between the remember of Exodus 20 verse 8 and the seventh day reference of Genesis chapter 2 verses 2 to 3 in which it is stated that God ended his work on the seventh day and also rested. 
So that's Genesis chapter 2, verses 2 to 3, and Exodus chapter 20, verse 11. So if that poses any problems, it need not continue to have any issue or any problems with anyone who is listening. Right? So brethren and Sabbath keeping friends. In order to understand the linkage between Exodus chapter 20 verse 8 and Genesis chapter 2 verse 2 to 3. For in those passages are locked up certain aspects of creation which are only summarized in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 and Genesis chapter 1 verse 2 respectively. So accordingly excerpts of isaiah text follow how art thou fallen from heaven o lucifer son of the morning how art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations for thou hast said in thy heart i will ascend into heaven i will exalt my throne above the stars of god i will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. That scripture is taken from Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 to 14. So brethren, when one compares the evidence of Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 to 15, or Ezekiel chapter 28, verses 12 to 18, with the creation story recorded in Genesis chapter 1 verses 1 to 3 and Genesis chapter 2 verses 2 to 3, one will surely and easily understand the following. 1. That this Isaiah chapter 14 verses 13 to 14 incident predates the creation of Adam. 2. That angelic beings satan included were created long before adam's creation for job chapter 38 verse 7 states when the cornerstone of the earth was laid the sons of god meaning angels shouted for joy see job chapter 1 verse 6 for the identity of the sons of god of job chapter 38 verse 7. point three if Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, does not represent an earlier creation, then we must conclude that Satan and Adam are playmates. And that can never be true when one considers my point in point 2. Point 4, that long before Adam was created, Satan had a throne, which was located somewhere beneath the stars and beneath the clouds so read isaiah chapter 14 verses 13 to 14 for yourselves that stated location of satan's throne meant that it was situated beneath god's throne point five that lucifer even satan was not satisfied with the location of his throne being beneath God's throne, therefore he instigated a coup in the heavens in an attempt to unseat God from his exalted position. In pursuing same, 
he fails miserably. Point six. He nevertheless succeeded in turning the earth of Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 into a state of being without form and void, which you can confirm by reading Genesis chapter 1 verse 2. Point seven. As a consequence of points five and six, the operation of Genesis chapter 1 from verses 3 to 31 became a necessity. Point eight. God himself, not Adam nor Eve, rested on the seventh day at the end of creation's week in order to celebrate his creative ability over Satan's destructive adventure, as seen recorded in Genesis chapter 1, verses 2. Point 9. Now, since Adam knew nothing about the above incident of Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 to 2, since that took place before his day, he was never given an ordinance kept sabbath sign either commemorate personal deliverance or there was some futurists 16 to 17 or isaiah chapter 14 verse 3 to 7 states the last point point 10 now adam and eve who were created and placed in their inheritance enjoyed rest in the very presence of god the children of israel on the other hand were held in bondage in egypt and so were in dire need of deliverance and subsequent rest or sabbath now we will recall that god ended his work on the seventh day and rested after God had successfully delivered the earth of Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 from Satan's bondage of Genesis chapter 1 verse 2. In like manner, after God had successfully delivered the Israelites from Egyptian bondage, he gave them the Sabbath commandment to commemorate their deliverance from Pharaoh's bondage, which is in Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 15. So by this Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 15 text, therefore, the rest or Sabbath linkage between Israel's deliverance and the deliverance of the earth of Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 from its chaotic state as described in Genesis chapter 1 verse 2 is surely established. So brethren and Sabbath keeping friends, I repeat, the parallel between these two deliverances are undoubtedly established. For just as God rested on the seventh day to commemorate the deliverance of the earth of Genesis chapter 1 verses 1 from Satan's bondage of Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, even so, the children of Israel were instructed by God to rest on the seventh day in commemoration of their deliverance from Egyptian bondage. Read Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 15. Compare with Genesis chapter 2 verses 2 to 3. Pharaoh, king of Egypt, is undoubtedly a type of Satan. 
So brethren and Sabbath keeping friends, this explains the scriptural linkage between Exodus chapter 20 verses 8 to 11 and Genesis chapter 2 verses 2 to 3 as was previously stated. So as I come to a close, based on the points given and explained, we know beyond the shadow of a doubt that the seven-day Sabbath was not given to anyone as an ordinance to be kept in the Garden of Eden. Instead, it was first given in the second month after the children of Israel were delivered from Egyptian bondage. Read Exodus chapter 16, verses 23 to 29. Then a few weeks later, when God included the Sabbath ordinance in the Ten Commandments, he told the children of Israel to remember to keep it holy. Now, since he had previously commanded them to keep the Sabbath in Exodus chapter 16, verses 23 to 29, at which time it was broken on the very day on which it was given, Read Exodus chapter 16, verses 27 to 28 for yourselves. The remember of Exodus 20, verse 8 is surely justified. So, brethren, I know that the doctrinal deduction is true for Moses, Nehemiah, Ezekiel, and Paul, whose writings were inspired by God all support my conclusion so sabbath keeping friends on whose side are you to the sabbath keeping friends if the pursuit of truth is your sincere desire let god be true but every man a liar read romans chapter 3 verse 4 for the bible is abundantly clear that the seven-day sabbath was not given to the children of israel nor to anyone else until more than 2500 years after adam's creation so my above conclusion finds textual support from the fact that abraham was born after the flood which occurred some 2000 years after adam was created and from galatians chapter 3 verse 17 we know that the law, even the Ten Commandments, was given 430 years after Abraham. So this position was before confirmed in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 1 to 3, a passage which states emphatically that the first covenant, even the Ten Commandments, of which the Sabbath is an integral part, was not made with Israel's forefathers. That is, Abraham isaac nor jacob read deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 8 for yourselves but with those individuals who came out of egypt under the leadership of moses read deuteronomy chapter 5 verses 1 to 3 and 6 to 22. so based on what i said brethren and sabbath keeping friends those are god-ordained facts recorded for us in the bible and no vision no views of anyone else can ever change them for the sabbath as an ordinance was never given to any man to be kept 
before it was first given to the children of Israel after they were delivered from Egyptian bondage. For Exodus chapter 16 verses 1 to 23 and Exodus chapter Exodus chapter 16 verses 1 to 23 and verses 25 to 29. Deuteronomy chapter 5 verses 1 to 3, 6 to 21. 1 chapter 1 verse 8. Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 7 to 14. Ezekiel chapter 20 verse 6 to 12. And Galatians chapter 3 verse 17. Surely confirm this fact, and no one can successfully refute that. So that's the end of my segment today. I will be live next week again. Please be safe, and remember to prepare yourselves for Jesus Christ's return, because he will be returning soon. <laughs>